Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Do not adjust your sets. Andy has some sort of appointment. He's probably just getting his hair cut or something stupid like that and couldn't make it today. So we have Matt Rooney here. And, and Matt, I'm going to ask you how you feel because I, I'm pretty chipper. I got to bed very early last night. The Sixers game was over, gosh, about halfway through the second quarter. Um, did I miss anything? Uh no, nothing that you wanted to see. How about that? It was, I, I didn't watch a ton of the game. It was, you know, keep flipping back and forth. And it was seemed like a little bit closer early. And then just the Nets kind of established their way. It's, it's why you're seeing their numbers are still, either futures numbers are still near the top, despite being, you know, the sixth, seventh, eighth seed in the, in the, in the East right now, because their fastball is still as good as anybody's fastball. It's pretty tremendous. I mean, they were up, I think, up 22 points or so at halftime. And I admittedly did watch a little bit of the third quarter. It's like, all right, let's see. Maybe they can kind of shake it off here. And it just got worse. I mean, a 30 to 19 third quarter. They went by almost 30 points last night. Um, it was tough. I'm, I hope that this is like a wake-up moment for the Sixers mm-hmm. who haven't really faced much, if any, adversity since acquiring James Harden. So we'll see how that goes. But you make a point. I mean, the Nets still... You know, of all the teams, their peak is the most peaky. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe they were a little distracted by Ben Simmons, who I was wrong, was in the building, had the gumption to actually come down to Philadelphia and see people. <laughs> um, my poor mother, God bless her heart, was a little worried about Ben, given some of the videos she saw um, on the Internet. Of I don't blame her. What they claim to have wanted to do to Ben Simmons, but he's OK. And I was wrong about that. So I don't can't remember if he actually interacted with anybody. But cash when are we expecting to ben, see him on the court? When will we see him play? Like I, I thought it was going to be kind of relatively soon, but it, not apparently. It's like another week or so. I forget how much longer it is, but it looks like it's going to be another week or so. I, I think we'll see him towards maybe the last week of March at this point. Okay. Uh, I got to ask you an NBA question. We can. I can ask it now, but I know we're going to get some picks later. What, what's what are my Bulls' chances once they get fully healthy? Because I know they're not necessarily there. They're not as good as the. They're not as good as the Sixers. They're not, they're not as good as the Nets. They're not as good as the Bucks. But, like, I also think that they're a team that has to be 100% fully healthy because they don't have, as good as DeMar DeRozan's been, they don't have the superstar, superstar, superstar kind of player. But, like, when that team's fully healthy, like, they're a pretty deep and complete team. I think they're a better team than we've seen against, you know, the Sixers this year than the Nets the one night they got blown out. Like, the, the Bucks the other night at home, they played really well and almost beat, like, they're better than they've shown the last couple of weeks and against some of these top teams right now, even though they're not quite on their level. Yeah. I mean, Alex Caruso and Lonzo ball went healthy. It's one of the best defensive backcourts in the league. Zach mm-hmm. Levine can score. Vucevic has been solid. DeRozan has been great, but if you think about it, you're going to have to beat the bucks and the nets or the bucks and the Sixers to looking on they're where not you are and kind of the order of things. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a lot to ask for A, for the Bulls to be fully healthy for the first time, kind of since the first week of the year. This year. And then B, to overcome that. And again, that's before even considering you guys would have to beat Boston and Miami in seven game mm-hmm. series. It's just the Eastern Conference is stacked. So if you could somehow get moved to the Western Conference, maybe next year. I'd love to see him just, you think, win one playoff series and then, you know, in a second one, you know, or if they lose against the Boston team that's really hot in the first round in seven games, I can live with that or get to a second series against, you know, a Philly or a Brooklyn and not just get run out of the building and, you know, lose a tough series in six games. I think that'd be a very positive season for the Bulls as no one really thought they'd be as good as they were this year. 
Yeah, again, if those two guys are healthy, you're definitely live to win a series, possibly be competitive in the next one. But it just the mountain becomes too high to climb. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough. But something else happened yesterday, and it's it's always good to have you and Matt because you cover a lot of things that I don't. A lot of my gaps you fill, and one of them is this whole baseball thing. Now, uh, this is kind of the, the first time seeing it actually in print. This is how little I follow this. According to the rundown, baseball is back. We have baseball. Baseball now? is back. It was back for about an hour yesterday before the NFL said, no, it's our turn to steal the spotlight back. And Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers, which as a Bears fan, I wasn't actually all that upset about. I thought it was was the right move, but we'll get into that in another episode. Uh, baseball's back. Uh, these odds that we have up here, the, the World Series odds you know, came out, were updated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, those will change probably drastically over the next couple days because I believe the CBA was signed yesterday, and I believe at midnight last night or this morning, whatever, it, it free agency officially began and there's a whole lot of names that are out there in terms of free agency and on the trade market so these numbers are going to jump around quite a bit i think you're going to see a whole lot of activity um in the next couple days here that'll make these numbers move i think the white Sox at plus 1100 probably will their odds will become a little bit shorter not just because i'm a white Sox fan but i think they're gonna make some sort of splash whether that's uh on the free agent market trade market both resigning whatever um, a, a team like the Braves, I think, will bring back Freddie Freeman. I know Dan is a producer. Dan Braves fan is a little bit skeptical. I think the Braves figure out something with him there. I think those odds will get a little better because he'll be officially on the team. They're getting Ronald. They, they made their World Series run last year without arguably their best player in Ronald Acuna Jr. He'll be back next year. So that'll, I think, shorten their odds a bit. And you're going to have the usual suspects up top with the Dodgers and the Astros. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if the Dodgers went out and made a move because that's just what the Dodgers do. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox odds. I'm just totally staying away from. I don't, I don't, I think the Red Sox were a little bit of a flash in the pan last year and rode the very hot bat of, of Kyle Schwarber. He's probably not going to be back this year. He's going to get some, uh, probably 20 million a year from somebody over three years. Patrick in the comments saying the Cardinals will be active as well. I love the Cardinals. I think they're, I'm their uh, NL East odds. I, I think we're sorry, AL and NL central odds. We're around like plus 210, plus 220 on FanDuel, whereas the Brewers were minus money to win that division. I think the Cardinals are a great value there. I think they'll make an addition to the outfield. I think they'll add an arm. Uh, they added Steven Matz in the offseason, who showed some flashes early on for the Mets, but like had, had some injury issues. He seems like the guy, though, that the Cardinals just kind of add. And once you put in a Cardinals uniform, somehow becomes good, re, re, uh, refines their old self. So I think that's going to be a good addition for him. I really like the Cardinals in that that NL Central as the second favorites, and I think they're like plus a thousand, plus nine fifty to win the NL. Uh, the, like also Patrick said, playoff team playoffs got expanded, so I think the Cardinals will be a playoff team, and that's another team like you know the, the Patriots in football or whatever. Once it comes playoff time, like it doesn't necessarily seem to matter who's in those uniforms; they're always a tough out. So I, I I'm going to be big on I think Cardinals futures. I, I have to take White Sox futures because I think Reed might fire me if I didn't. <laughs> and uh, I love the Rays this year too at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, I love them to win the NL or the AL East. I think they're co-favorites with the Yankees at plus ten. They're co-favorites with the Yankees at plus ten because books take a lot of Yankees money. Uh, I, I love the Rays at those odds too in the in the AL East. They won hundred games last year, forty in the COVID year, ninety six the year before that. Like Kevin Cash has that operation moving like a well-oiled machine. So a lot of fun props are, sorry, odds, futures to take a look at, but get what you like now, because in two or three days, these odds are going to shift a lot when half of free agents are, are signed and some big deals are made. 
I like the point you made about Acuna. I'm always a big fan of that kind of natural free agent signing, if you will. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're just better. So we'll see if they can keep Freeman. I like what you said there. I mean, the AL East is going to be so tough, but it's it's always fun to bet on the Rays. It's, it seems to be like their value every year, and I guess that's just life in the same division as two teams that take probably as much public money as anybody. Yeah, I think you see some regression in the AL East, too, from those uh, – From I, I don't think the Red Sox are as good as they are ne- uh, next year, this year, upcoming years they were last year. I think they got hot at the right time. I think they wrote a very, like I said, a hot bat in Kyle Schwarber that probably won't be there. I'm not nearly as high on them this year. I think they're a team that could have a setback. I, I don't like the Yankees pitching. The Yankees are old. They have uh, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo are both free agents. One or both probably not going to be back. Um, Joey Gallo probably comes back, but Anthony Rizzo probably walks. Uh, they got a lot of money tied up into a lot of guys that haven't necessarily lived up to the billing and like i said public money comes in on them that's kind of why their odds are where they are i, I don't think uh they have as good of a year in the blue jays lost mvp candidate marcus Simeon. he's gone um that was 45 home runs from their lineup so that's going to be hard to replace they got to find those somewhere i think they're they're young and their pitching gets a little bit better but they lost a big piece so i think that at the rate the raise at over plus 200 to win that division i absolutely love because you just you know what you're going to get from the tampa bay Rays. they're going to play good baseball fundamental baseball and give themselves a chance to win a lot i could dig it now let's get back to you know as i consider them real athletes and talk a little association a big slate tonight only two games last night we have 10 games tonight a bunch of action going on three spots i really like here um the miami heat i'll start with them they are hosting the cleveland cavaliers um was able to grab six earlier today unfortunately it looks like this has moved out it looks like it's up to minus seven and a half see if you can poke around and find a stale seven that's kind of where i would draw the line here i think this movement's telling us that jimmy butler is more likely to play than to be out and also the impact of the cavaliers who just really have struggled here the second half of the season teams have started to figure out a little bit of what evan mobley can do they continue to be thin at the guard spot and they're going to be without jared allen tonight the heat are starting to really ramp up they've been the number one team in the east all year and it's weird to think of them as ramping up but have been playing much better basketball over the last week and a half if they've had everyone healthy i make this a nine point game so look for anything seven or better there or hold your nose play i'm going to take the next it's um friday so what the heck i'll take a little stress in my life uh, give me the next plus nine and a half they are playing the memphis grizzlies now the grizzlies kind of earlier in the season middle of the season had done a better job of really blowing out some of these spots but have been a lot closer later the knicks for whatever reason seem to have figured a few things out have been playing a little bit better i wonder if you know not having kemba walker again has kind of simplified things they can lean on some of their younger guards play a little better defense and the matchup should be solid for julius randall i think we'll have another good game tonight there's not really too many players in the grizzlies that can slow him down uh, you know in what should be an up and down game i'm going to take the points here again i have struggled to get this to nine and a half i make it seven and a half so let's take the next plus nine or better and then a timberwolves team total over i'm just going to keep playing these it doesn't seem to matter whether anthony edwards is in or anthony edwards is out they score 124 points 125 points every single night i have them at 123 tonight again edwards is questionable if he ends up playing this is just a fantastic bet that total jumps up probably to 122 123 i would probably have it closer to 125 so just really like this timberwolves offense they're just humming there it should be a great matchup for them tonight again i just see no reason to think the orlando magic are going to stop them it's a not the best schedule spot in the world but the timberwolves again have just been consistently putting up a bunch of points on on teams like this so heat minus six next plus nine and a half and the timberwolves team total over 121 or lower what 
I want to ask you about the Miami Heat because they are, like you said, they're leading the East right now. And they're the team that nobody seems to really want to talk about because you have, you know, Giannis with the Bucks, you have MB doing what he's doing with Philly, you have KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Like, how legit are the Heat to actually win the Eastern Conference? I have them as kind of fourth in, in those rankings, kind Behind of getting closer to, to Philadelphia. I mean, it's it comes down to the fact so a lot of basketball series come down to who has the best player and the heat are going to be in a lot of series where they don't have the best player and they might not have the two best players, depending on kind of how things shake out here. Now Spolster covers a lot of problems with how good of a coach he is, but the other big advantage the heat have had this year is their depth and that goes away in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. I think that when you start to consider the fact that they're going to have to beat the nets, the the Bucks and or the Sixers, at least two of the through those three teams. And a series against Boston, again, is not going to be easy. If your Bulls can get healthy, that's not a terribly easy mm-hmm. series as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat do it, but I'm going to be going against the Heat probably a lot in some of these series. Okay, and then Cleveland, who they got tonight. Is that re- like second-half regression kind of expected a little bit? Because I know they're young and up-and-coming, but they were better in the first half than kind of anybody expected, right? Yeah, I think you lose the the gift of being an underdog. So, you know, instead of being the hunter, you become the hunted. Yeah. There is finally some tape on Mobley and some people have started to figure things out a little bit, but it's a lot of it's the injuries too. I mean, they're just basically without guards every single night. Um, with all due credit to Darius Garland, he's just been fighting to play every night. They're just there still lacks to be kind of a true point guard there. I mean, if they really miss Ricky Rubio, honestly, and it's kind of funny to think in 2022 that he makes such Somebody's a big difference. Somebody's missing Ricky Rubio. They really do. I mean, what he did defensively, kind of what he buoyed them on offense. And again, once you have that cluster injury and guard and people start to figure out your star rookie a little bit, the schedule gets a little tougher. So I think the Cavaliers are still very good, but yeah, obviously not as good as we saw at the beginning of the year. How's my guy Lowry Markin and Ben? Keeps making buckets. Dude makes buckets. Sometimes <laughs> hates rebounding. Um, your ne- your Sixers did not have a very good night on the court last night. Luckily, you stayed away from betting them. Did you tail any of my NHL picks? Because I really hope you did. I did. I got a, it's got a little sprinkle on all of them. Very well done, Thank sir. You. We went we went four zero and one last night. And Blue Jackets overs are such a thing that they didn't score a goal last night and they still pushed. Now, if you got it five and a half when it opened the the, the, to- the game. Their total opened up, uh, what was it, two nights ago. So it opened up at five and a half. If you got it at five and a half, you hit the over thanks to a Islanders power play goal with two seconds left to make it six to nothing. I was tracking that game, upset I was going to not get the clean sweep, and then the Islanders give me the push there. Um, rest of the games went very well. I know. I think Dan tweeted from the Betsperts account, I got a little bit of a lucky bounce. I don't know if you saw the, the fluky goal in the Wild Red Wings game. That gave me a nice little bounce. I I, I feel it's like going after your way, last night, your way. I, but that's why I think tonight I went with a little bit of a smaller card. It's a smaller slate. I think there's four games tonight. I wanted to, after the the big night last night, just be like, hey, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let's not throw four or five picks again that's out smart. on the card. So just two picks for me tonight. The Blue Jackets are, are back in action. And like we said yesterday, you know, Blue Jackets overs are going to be a thing. Uh, they got the Minnesota Wild at home. That one, uh, the over-under is at six and a half. Both teams, like we said, coming off a, a, a back-to-back. So second out of a back-to-back. Yeah, you're going to have tired legs, but more often than not in hockey, the side that suffers more from tired legs is the defensive side. Uh, usually you get defenders getting a little bit you know, lazy, tired, whatever, and it leads to a few more odd man rushes and chances. 
Um, so I, I like rolling the dice with the the Wild there, who are I think averaging around 3.7 goals a game. Granted, they're a better scoring team at home than they are on the road, but they just put up uh, six last night in in Detroit. The Blue Jackets uh, didn't score last night, like I said, so I think they're due for a, for a three or four goal night tonight. So I, I like that over even money. Two teams on the second Keep end of a back to back. I just it's it's hitting. It's like like I said yesterday on the uh, on the show. It's like 66 percent of the percent of the time. And you know what also also hit yesterday for the Blue Jackets? That third period over that we talked about, thanks to the goal with two seconds left. So those are now 47 and 11 on the year. So I might just, Andy was asking uh, about, you know, betting that pregame. I think I might go bet that pregame and take their, say just take the third period over right now. Uh, Blue Jackets money line is two, is like plus 170 as well. Uh, I I just I wouldn't expect it to be that high. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets are due for a little bit of a bounce back after a little bit of a clunker in New York. And I, I think that's something I might sprinkle on as well on FanDuel. Um, and then Penguins, Golden Knights. Uh, Penguins have been a very streaky team the last like month or two. They I believe it's they won five, then lost four, then won four, then lost three, then won three, then lost two. So I'm expecting them if that trend continues uh, to play pretty well tonight at home. They're, they're fresh. They haven't played since Tuesday. Vegas is coming off a, a loss in Buffalo last night. They've dropped, I think, two in a row to Buffalo and uh, your Flyers. Um, so two not very good teams. Uh, they're coming off losses to they, They've lost three of their last, I think they're 4-7-1 of their last 12. Lost three of their last five, and the two wins came against Ottawa and somebody who I'm forgetting that also wasn't very good. Uh, I, I still like them come playoff time when they get fully healthy, but they're just not there yet. I think this is a great spot for the Penguins at that value of plus 152 who have been a, a streaky team. And it seems like after three days off or, or prime for a, a, a new streak to start for them tonight. So love those two value plays. Last last night was a little bit more chalky, except for the alt over I gave Andy, which hit. Um, but th- this, this time we're going to go a little bit more back to the value plays and, and keep it lighter on the total number of plays on the card. I like it. Take some of that positive variance and stack it away. I like it. Tennis. What do we got going tennis. on there? I know you had a huge card yesterday. What's the card looking like today? Very small. And I'm sorry to let everybody down. There's a bunch of tennis this afternoon, but just a lot to figure out. There's a handful. I thought about doing the um, the stupid favorites parlay, but I put five of them together, and it was still only like plus 150. So that's yeah, that's not worth it. I mean, if you wanted to go ahead and you know, if you are of that persuasion, I mean, I wouldn't tell you not to use Muguruza. Um, that looks just like she's minus 345. That should probably be closer to minus 500. But again, hard to figure out what to do with that. I did find two plays I like. One I talked about yesterday, the total in the bottom, Cornet Kalinskaya. Uh, hopefully you grabbed that already. It's up to 21 and a half, which is kind of where it should be. Poke around. If you can find a 21 and a half at less than standard juice, you're not too late. There's probably a few of those around. Over 21 at minus 15 or better, probably gone. But again, should be a long match, and hopefully you grabbed that yesterday. Then got to add a money line here. Belinda Benchett, she plays... The, Tonight, um, one of the later matches should be fun to watch and a little concerned, honestly, by this line. I have this a lot closer to like minus 180, minus 185. Um, Kaya Kanepi is a very solid player, generally underrated, has been playing some decent tennis, but Abedzic is a much, much better player than her. Did lose her last match, but in a tough three-set match to a very good player. 
So happy to grab minus 135 here, but just a little concerned that maybe, again, it could be kind of a form thing here. Maybe, uh, you know, she has played well on these courts before, but again, just looks like some value to me, but always get a little concerned when things look kind of that far off. But Benchich will add her on the money line there. And go ahead. I mean, if you want to get rid of the juice there, take her, put that with Muguruza, take her, put that with, um, who else is floating around out here? But anyway, it's a handful of stuff, matches going on, but those are the ones uh, we'll actually be playing. All right. And then we, we got Patrick in the chat here is asking for some college basketball bets. I know Andy is the resident college basketball guy and only really talks about the more the, the, the minor conferences, the easier ones to handicap. I am by no means a college basketball expert, but I am on a couple plays this morning. I have Arkansas minus two against LSU. Bunch of smart people in Arkansas. Is I, I love Arkansas. I think they, they played really good basketball the second half. I, I think Eric Musselman's a really good coach and is kind of one of those coaches that has his guys playing well towards the end of the season. And I, at that point, if you're betting minus two, I mean, it's, it's kind of just like betting the money line and hoping they don't win on a buzzer beater. Uh, so I, I like them there. And then I like North Carolina tonight, minus two and a half uh, against Virginia tech. I, I think Carolina is playing really good basketball. And if they stay out of foul trouble, their, their depth is an issue, but if they stay out of foul trouble, I, I think that is Virginia tech is a little bit overvalued because of the Clemson win. They beat a Notre Dame team last night that, is a little bit of fool's gold. Um, no pun intended there with, with Notre Dame, but I, I love Carolina at the minus two and a half. I think they're really talented. And that Duke win seemed to, something happened in that Duke win that kind of sparked them. I think it was beating Duke on Coach K's last night, but uh, I, I love the basketball they're playing right now. I have them in a, a plus 800 future to take the ACC. So I'm hoping they keep rolling. Um, but I, I really like them and I like Arkansas this morning. I can take it. Yeah. Well, that's Arkansas. That'll be the official college mm-hmm. basketball play of the day but i think that's patrick about it. i like i like kent state minus one too patrick says he's on kent state i like them at minus one kent state i think i'm on that myself kent state's playing ohio andy's andy would love to handicap that game and andy i meant andy mentioned kent state yesterday too when uh he, when we were talking about the toledo central michigan game he was saying kent state would be a team that would benefit if toledo got knocked off they did not but they're still playing so i like that kent state add it to the card Beautiful. We love it. Got some college basketball in there, professional basketball, some hockey, some tennis. Heck, this baseball thing apparently baseball. is even happening. So if you liked it, go out, give it some thumbs up, subscribe to it, make sure you get all the stuff in. It'll make Andy really happy when he gets back on it Monday would. that he sees all the nice thumbs up and things. Thank you again for watching. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you on Monday.